0: Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of Lesbians Who Write. 150, T.B.? Toot toot! (laughs) This week's topic is, you're a good writer, but are you a good publisher? Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the publisher extraordinaire, TB Markinson. Hello TB. 150 episodes!
1: I I know, when I was writing the number down on my notes, I was like, wow, we've, we've spent a lot of time together.
0: We have spent a lot of time together. And I never get tired of looking at your lovely face
1: wow you were able to keep a straight face with that one well right. done yeah. you must have been practicing that I one did. all yeah. morning you're like nailed it <laughs> <laughs> so what have i been up to so the last time we spoke i was relieved that i was able to meet the two of a kind edit deadline that was on march one and now i get to report that i met a second deadline with a london love story the Kindle bella series co-written with Miranda McLeod. i have done the writing part So, it's still publishing, because we release an episode every day, Monday through Friday, so it's still publishing, but I was able to meet another deadline. I think when we planned out these two deadlines, we were uh, overly ambitious and stupid, but we did it, (laughs) and (laughs) so I am relieved, 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 relieved that we got past this really hairy, not fun couple of months
0: yes no well done yeah that's really good actually because i remember when you did it and i did think you were a, you were a bit stupid and then you know i've got mine coming up now and i'm like am i gonna hit it am i gonna hit it who knows
1: well i hope for your sake that you're not also writing another book and then managing ihl at the same time
0: I, <laughs> i'm i not that stupid tb i
1: am wearing the stupid shirt like you, you have to have the shirt that says i'm was stupid and pointing to me yep yep that's definitely true so, speaking of being stupid, <laughs> we're just going to slide into my second stupid. Um, I don't get time off because my next edit uh, deadline, May 1, is uh, rapidly approaching. I don't know what I'm writing yet. So, I really need to start plotting the next book and dive into it so I don't have to freaking go through this hell again. But, dear listeners, do you think I'll do it? Do you think I'll, like, not give myself a headache or a heart attack or anything for this next edit deadline I don't know
0: so because I remember you said that you had a May deadline but actually that's not very far because this comes out on March 14th so you know
1: I think when I said it last time I didn't realize like what month it was because let's be honest I don't really know numbers very well but then when I was writing out the script I was like May 1 oh shit that's not very far (laughs) away so it also during this time um. Um, Beta reading for uh, Miranda McLeod, who is co-writing with M. Stevens, a writing buddy of ours. And I found this interesting. So they're writing about a rock star that's roughly our age. And so to get into the spirit of my beta read, I did what I did best. I watched some documentaries. And I watched one on the Bangles. Do you remember the Bangles?
0: I do remember the Bangles, yes.
1: So... I thought it was interesting because when they were they were interviewing them and they were talking about how when they first decided to start the Bengals, what was like the, the you know, because like, when you have a dream, it, you have to have kind of a little bit of a kick in the butt to actually chase your dream. And so it was kind of like, what was the kick in the butt for you guys? Because this was during, what, the 80s? There weren't a lot of uh, female-led bands at the time. There still aren't.
0: No, hardly any then.
1: So, um, so they asked in excuse me two of them said that when they heard that john lennon had been killed they realized life is very short and they shouldn't wait on chasing their dreams and they decided to chase their dream then and i could kind of relate to this not because of john lennon which uh terrible uh that he was killed but i don't really remember it because i was very young but um one of the reasons that I really started taking my writing more seriously because I was diagnosed with a disease that is treatable. There's no cure, but it's treatable with medicine, but without treatment, it could kill me. So, um, that really shakes you up and really, uh, tells you that life is short. And so I started saying, you know, I got some goals in life and I'm going to start chasing them now. (laughs) So I thought that was interesting. Mm. And again, as we keep saying, you know, you just got to take that first step and sometimes you need a little bit of a push to take that first step yes do you remember when you decided
0: well i think quite often it's um it's it's a shock to the system or a change of circumstance that makes you take the first step, isn't it? So, like you said, you were you were given some ill health health news, which you know, while not critical, made you think life is short. So let's let's give it a go. And I think you know uh, the thing that made made me give it a go was because I I got made redundant. So it was a a life change. And do I get another job or do I give this a go? So I decided to give this a go. So yeah, it's quite often comes out of adversity. And as the you know. As Maria and the Sound of Music says, TB, where one door closes, I think there's God involved, but I don't, I'm not going to put God in in this one. When one door closes, no. What am I saying?
1: I don't know. I, when I, I, everyone's I, I, always surprised <laughs> when I admit this because I'm, I studied the Nazis and everything. I've never watched The Sound of Music.
0: What? What on earth are you talking about? You've never watched The Sound of Music? Oh my God, I was brought up on that music musical because i think um i think that you know being one of eight children my brothers and sisters all sort of thought that we were always called the von traps so uh yeah i was indoctrinated into the ways of the sound of music from a very young age uh but yeah i think she says something like where god closes a door he opens a window the Reverend mother used to say anyway if we take god and the Reverend mother out of it
1: yeah, when you get when you get a piece of news that does change, and then when I say I, I was diagnosed with an illness that could kill me, the treatment is very easy. I just had to take pills, so it wasn't like a massive change in my life, but it did kind of spur me into thinking of, oh, things could change quickly. So yeah, and I do think some of us really need that extra kick in the butt. Yes. So I was I was curious I was curious about that. So um but in other news, even though I have a May 1 edit date that I'm already starting to freak out on but since I've completed two-of-a-kind and the London love story I went away for the weekend you know what I have been at my laptop for a very long time very long hours and so I went away for the weekend and went up north to Vermont where it's still winter still winter here but it's much more wintry up in Vermont <laughs> but uh, it was nice to stay in a hotel I met up with some friends And I wasn't at my fucking laptop. Mm. So I highly recommend, even when you're really busy, don't neglect taking your time off. Because like the Bengal story and my illness story, you should still enjoy life. Chase your dreams, but still enjoy life as well. You got to have a mix.
0: Wise words, TB
1: and you as well you're always telling me to take more time off
0: yes take some fucking time off i'm the opposite of you i like i just take all the weekends off and all the time i need off <laughs> hence i don't publish as many stories as you but you know you pay do you your... take
1: every
0: weekend off i don't really like working at weekends i've decided so quite often i'll say oh i'll do that at the weekend then i don't really like it um you know i might do an hour here or there but i like to have a weekend off i like to have a break and, you know I, I didn't get into this career to work and work and work like I I want to do the work and I'm very happy to work because I like it but I don't want to work all, all the hours
1: I still do the Wednesdays off because of my schedule but I still do the Wednesdays I love I love waking up on a Wednesday morning uh, such a nice feeling so that's that's my life how about you
0: well uh, over here um, the second draft of my new book is underway it's um, it's painful as usual you know the pain right you understand when you get to the end of the first draft and there's euphoria but you are sort of frazzled but it's frazzled euphoria and then you go right okay well let's uh deep breath let's go back through it and um oh my fucking god what on earth is this was i was on crack when i wrote this etc and there's always a bit because i I remember it happening in in the first draft there's always a bit where I take a little bit more time than I should have off because um, I think I had other things going on. Um, so I took a little bit more time off in the middle, in the midst of the, the first draft, and then when you come back, they don't quite gel, and you need to kind of gel them back together. There's like a <laughs> there's like a shift in what the characters think and feel and all that. So and exactly, you know, and there's a shift in details that don't match from one page to the next so there's a lot of that going on um i've got a lot of notes and i'm sure when i read it through back through on kindle which is the next phase um i'll probably have about five or six hundred again which notes which is par for the course but so i'm in that horrible mm, second draft phase which is not my favorite i have to say because it's when you start seeing all the problems you're like shit me i've got a lot of work to do
1: someone who's just completed two projects (laughs) right now I'm at like the stage of I just don't want to (laughs) write you should
0: um, you should take more than a weekend off you know
1: I should if I had more time but um yeah it is it is kind of painful and I have questioned my own sanity and abilities during the second reading the going through the second draft because you're just like fuck and sometimes I'm like really need to figure out my character's motive here i Hmm. still don't know it yet
0: Hmm. oh the old character's motive and the theme what's your theme oh fuck off with your theme anyway there you go that's where i'm at um i'm you know writing god so much fun anyway but i know when it's done i'll be proud and i'll be going yes i've done it again but why is it so painful every time you do it it is just crazy isn't it Other than that, um, I have done one thing that was on my list of things to do last year, and I didn't do it last year. Do you remember when we, right, sort of October, we said that there were three things that we wanted to get done by the end of the year, and we named them. And uh, I think one of mine was to change the name of my company. Anyway, I've done it.
1: Wait, you're no longer Custard Books?
0: No, I, I am Custard Books officially now.
1: Oh, what was it, wait? (laughs) i thought that was your publisher company name it still
0: no it always was but custom books was an imprint of another company so because when i set up my company it wasn't just doing books so because i was doing music consultancy uh digital music consultancy so i so i didn't have it as custom books i had it as a different name so what was the name it was hot hot dog creative
1: (laughs) i love that you're in britain and you named it hot dog yeah
0: that's so very american and i gave it a little hot dog um i got my cover designer to do like a 1950s retro hot dog logo it's really cool like like an american diner i know it's very american isn't it i i just i think i i just wanted that logo so i don't think a couple of people have said to me it's a bit weird that you're a lesbian and you and you had hot dog and i was like no that's just a weird thing a bit weird that's not weird at all stop being weird about hot dogs anyway but the thing is that hot dog was my company name that I had okay and that was like the umbrella name uh when I was doing other things other than just publishing books but I decided that actually I didn't need that anymore Uh, so I wanted to just call call myself Custer Books that's it nothing else so but obviously I then I it was painful, and I kept going to do it, and then I kept stopping, and I kept going to do it, and stopping, and then going to do it, and stopping, because it's—I knew it'd be painful. So in the end, I got my accountant to change it, because it was because I just said, "Could you get?" It? And he said, "Yeah, I can do it. You pay me sixty quid, I'll do it." So, I, and then he did it in five minutes, and, the, and then he just messaged me and said, "I've done it." So it's all changed. He's changed it at a company's house and everything. Then I had, then it pushed me. I had to go through and change. Every single person i do business with, I had to change it with. And every single bank and every single vendor. So, yeah, it was a lot of work.
1: Excellent. But you got it done. Now, I think the other thing on your list was, didn't you want to change your bank account? Did you also take the opportunity to do that? Well, uh,
0: no, on my accountant's advice, I had to change the name first. And then I've got to do the bank account. So that's the next stage in the process. But I decided I'd leave it to go through the month so they made sure that all the money is still coming in and I can report that all the money is still coming in so that's good so my name change has worked now I need to change the bank account
1: alright and now I have another pressing question have you ever eaten an American
0: hot dog? well no I have eaten an American hot dog and they're grim and uh, I don't really particularly like hot dogs themselves that much anymore you just like the
1: image of a hot dog I do. from the 1950s yes I do that's it <laughs> <laughs> I love that I think I now remember that when you would pay me, it would come through like hot dog creative or something like, I think I have seen it. And I was like, who's this? (laughs) But well well done you. Well done your accountant actually. Yes. I was like, your accountant did the work.
0: (laughs) He did the work that I couldn't, I couldn't press the button. I imagine this is maybe what you feel like when you're trying to hit publish. I just couldn't do it. And I had to actually pay someone to do it for me. And then the other thing I did this week is I went to a gig uh and this was my first one in town since since the pandemic really went to a, a a small underground club just off oxford street to see um my neighbor who's an irish folk singer who lives on my street do you remember she was the one that taught me how to breathe when i was uh when i was learning how to sing the song at my friend's wedding so she's a she's a professional singer um she's as i say, an irish folk singer she's in a niche and she is fucking fantastic do you know what i mean she she excels uh, and i really admire what she does because she met you know what she makes it look effortless but as we all know if something look looks that effortless whoever's doing it has put in a lot of practice and a lot of repetition which is what makes it look so effortless so same with writing really isn't it put in the hard work and you'll read the rewards and the benefits but yeah so it was but also it was just really nice to go back to a go to a gig and and then be in the front row and holler and go i know her i I didn't actually shout it out loud that would be a bit weird anyway so that's my week plodding along anyway what you got any comments over there comment monitor
1: For comments we have a few let me get on with it up first we have yvonne who said i've read That a lot of authors keep daily journals, a habit many of them have said since childhood. Do either of you keep a journal? So I'm going to throw the question to you first, Claire. Do you keep a journal? No. I don't either. I have bought many journals, and I have had many New Year's resolutions saying I am going to journal this year, and all my journals have dust, and I just don't do it.
0: Yes, and I, 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 similarly with me, um, I don't know if you've ever read the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I read it some time ago, like I'm talking 15, 20 years ago maybe she she says to write morning pages which is journaling so get up and just sort of brain dump for the first half an hour and i found it one of the most depressing things uh, i've ever done because it I, do you know i'm not interested in journaling at all i know <laughs> i know some people swear by it and they get all well, ideas and things like that but no i i, I just found it a bit depressing because it was just like you know my first thoughts in the morning were just a bit uh, they're a bit monotonous and boring i have to say
1: was it before or after your coffee?
0: Before, obviously.
1: Oh, gosh. I can't do anything. No. <laughs> that sounds, like, terrible. So, um, apparently, the answer is no for both of us. Yeah. So, all right. Up next, we have a comment from Wilma, who was wondering if the buy... Uh, Wilma bought us a coffee, which I mentioned last week. And Wilma wasn't sure if the coffees went through, but it did. I want to reassure you, Wilma, the coffee went through. And, and Wilma said, I wanted to say that you, t- you two deserve all the coffees in the world. You deserve it for a lot of reasons, but most of all, you deserve it because you decided to become lesbian romance writers. I love you for that, so thanks. And your last episode about Romance Pride really struck a chord. In general, there is such disdain about romance novels, and to each their own, of course. But come on, if someone can make you feel through words, that's magic. So there you go. You belong to the League of Magicians. How awesome is that? And... She also said that we're uh, awesome and incredibly funny. And then I finally got a shout out, especially TB with her dry comments. Like when Claire is telling a grand story and TB just picks something random out of it and asks a question about that. That always makes her laugh. So I guess maybe my asking you if you had a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my big takeaway from your massive accomplishment on business. But have you had a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> Stick into form. And up next, we have Nylent, who said, Hi, Claire and TV. At work, my only other available option to avoid static Windows 10 wallpaper is to check Bing.com each month. And the one from February 18th made me laugh thanks to this caption. And the caption was, Out on a limb for the great backyard bird count. Great tits on a branch during the winter in France. And I love <laughs> I love that. when she's of us.
0: I think she's more thinking of you, right? With your with your great tits uh t shirts.
1: Did you have to t shirts at the end? <laughs> <Can't you laughs> say for great tits?
0: And with your great tits to be
1: Come on. But um I'm glad you got a chuckle out of that and I'm glad my uh idiocy when I bought all three of those uh tit shirts, nice tits shirts, uh have struck a chord. Yeah, I've seen Many people when I'm out about hiking and stuff, well, just chuckling. Do they? That's what I'm here for. Do just they sh- chuckle? Do they
0: shout at you? Great tits.
1: No, not yet. No, not yet. It's a
0: shame. But
1: <laughs> it's only any day now, any day.
0: I'm loving the amount of times we're saying tits on this episode. Let's see if we can keep it going.
1: All right. So, do you have any comments, especially about tits?
0: none about tips unfortunately but please do send us tip comments we love them right um we've got two comments tv getting some comments these days aren't i emma emma rossi a fellow lesbic author says Claire and tb have taught me um a lot about writing lesbic and this podcast has been so helpful now she's writing an adult book i'm assuming that uh, emma has written kids books or ya books or something I don't know but um i know that she's recently launched um her first sapphic romance novel so um thanks for listening emma and well done and abby also says uh, i've really enjoyed your books and we'll be reading more in the future and i recently found your podcast with tb and have been binge listening y'all are incredibly funny entertaining and informative and i'm assuming abby is from america because she said y'all
1: she's probably had a hot dog
0: She probably has
1: unless she's vegan or anything sorry if you
0: are you can get vegan hot dogs though
1: you can you can even get vegan corn
0: dogs oh corn dogs are disgusting aren't they
1: no love them no love them are you serious i love corn dogs
0: like it's a a hot dog in batter no it's not for me
1: i don't what are you missing it's a hot dog in
0: batter (laughs) on a stick (laughs) on a
1: stick I don't even have to do dishes
0: uh, TB survives on corn dogs
1: I still do yeah okay so we've, we've mentioned I can't cook right anyways I'm going to move on to buy us a coffee from um, Abby bought us a coffee and said I recently found the podcast and love it so we appreciate it Abby and we hope you find it entertaining at least when we start mentioning about tits and everything so that's it for comments and buy us a coffee and I am on the hook for this episode so Claire just gets to sit back and hopefully chuckle I don't know off you go <laughs> off I go. so when you first mentioned this topic to me like are you a good publisher I think my immediate response was what the fuck are you talking about I had no idea what I can
0: I can concur that that was the uh, that was the response I got on the whatsapp what the fuck do you mean Claire okay <laughs>
1: Did you feel loved and appreciated? <laughs> well, that was
0: my first response. I felt like it was a time when TB, you know, is she is she on a deadline? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was. I was definitely on a deadline. But I will. Uh, I'm happy to report that after I used my noodle, I started to realize that this question is a good one to ponder as a publisher, especially as an indie publisher, because basically what you're asking is. What are your strengths and weaknesses as a publisher? And it's probably good to step back if you're running your own publishing business like we do to evaluate. So I had to evaluate this weekend. What are my strengths as a publisher? So my first one, I enjoy building a community. I do so via my author newsletter and through IHL and through this podcast. And what many people don't get about indie publishing is, is that you don't go it alone. I know it says indie or self-publishing, but you really, you don't go it alone. You need a a team behind the scenes and a team after you publish. And um, I have a team just not of editors and cover designers and such, but I have a group of authors who help me promote books when they're out, which is um, fantastic. But I also have a community of readers who hit that buy button as soon as they see my name. And that's vital to a a successful writing career, a successful publishing career, and it takes a lot of work to get to that point. And I don't think I understood the value of that when I first started. But that, I would say, is one of my strengths, building a community. You're nodding your head, all right, we're we're moving on, peeps, we're moving on. (laughs) Another strength is my ability...
0: You're very good at it, TB.
1: at moving on, or All of it, all of it, <laughs> yeah. Another strength is my ability to learn from my missteps. Um, you and I have both mentioned uh, publishing books that weren't right for our brand. We, you usually do it very early on in your writing career because you, you don't know what your brand is right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so this doesn't mean that every book, other book in my backlist has smashed the records, but they fit more into the TBM brand And it's also important to uh, not expect every book to knock it out of the park. You have to learn to write to market. And you also have to study your genre. You have to know what type of books are hitting just right. You have to evaluate and readjust quickly. Or as we like to say a lot, you have to pivot a lot. And so, yes, I've made some major mistakes in my publishing career. (laughs) Some are quite comical a few years after the fact. But um, you have to be able to learn from those mistakes and correct. Another strength is getting a professional team in place. And this is where you need uh, cover artists, you need editors, and even with my marketing now um, with IHL, I now have a staff that we pay. Um, I have people that help me with my marketing plans for my authors, my author um, platform and everything. You have to be able to put a team together, and you have to know where to invest money and how it's going to help, but it helps boost your status, and it's definitely, as if you haven't been listening the past uh, few episodes, but I've been tossing some numbers around for uh, IHL, the website, it's helped boost the status and the output of IHL, and IHL has also been instrumental in helping me put sales together as an author because it's not just my book on sale I, um when I do like the big sales at IHL there's usually over 100 authors and so that means over 100 authors sharing the news on social media so it helps sell books not just for you but for everyone so that's another strength having a team in place to help me handle all of this stuff because even though I talk a lot about how IHL takes a lot of time um, it's not just me there's a team in place who is doing all this another strength now i'm gonna gonna dip into the bads <laughs> to the bads because i'm a writer that's the word
0: the bads the bads she's into the badlands although you know uh, weaknesses as long as you know them you can um i don't know what can you do not lean into them but you can acknowledge them and see what you can do to work around you them can... You can it, lean into them,
1: give them a hug, and correct
0: them. Yes, because <laughs> you could just—you should lean into your strengths. I think I'm not quite sure what you should do to your weaknesses. Punch him in the gob? I don't know.
1: Wow, well, that's a bit violent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like to punch things. But, um, so one of my negatives, I think, is uh, my books are most of my books are in Kindle Unlimited, which means uh, the ebook is exclusive to Amazon. So, while this is a choice I've made. It obviously is leaving out the non the non-Amazon ebook readers. So I've been trying to address this more. I've recently set up a Payhip store. So I'm um, I'm rolling out some titles at a time, uh, a few at a time, from um, Kindle Unlimited for a couple weeks, and I'm putting them up on my Payhip store. That way, uh, readers who are amazon reverse, um are able to purchase the books directly from me. So I'm trying to expand my distribution channel is that right mm-hmm. so that's one thing um I, I've known this has been an issue and I've been meaning to do the um I think I had set up a pay hip store as one of my goals for 2020 we all know how 2020 went <laughs> and then um I don't know what happened with 2021 but it didn't happen but we when uh, Miranda and I decided to co-write the Kindle Vela series that is only available in the US. And so we are like, we're gonna have to have a way to have it available for readers who are outside the US because uh, Amazon's still testing the platform. And so that forced me to set up the pay hit store. And I don't know if I didn't have that, if I would have set up the pay hit store. Like mm. we said in the last episode, we were, like, we were discussing the Bengals, how they realized life was short. Mm-hmm. I think another thing I also need in order to accomplish things is a massive deadline otherwise I just it just gets pushed off to the back burner
0: yes definitely and that, that's this is a huge sea change for you mrs. Yes. K, mrs. KU yes <laughs> I, uh,
1: I, I currently have two books out of it right now and it's making me a bit nervous it, I I realized also I think it wasn't just the Kindle Bella where we had to have the um, bundles available for people outside the US um, Amazon's been having some major issues that it's been um, Hmm. impacting my sales and I was like well this is another way to help uh, protect myself protecting my flanks (laughs) so but I think it's something uh, a lot of authors are really going to have to start considering
0: yes definitely because
1: if Amazon keeps fucking up the algorithms it's going to hurt for a long time hopefully they've corrected it Yes, um, I'm getting ready to publish a book and I really, really hope it's not as painful as the last two.
0: It seems like it has been corrected, but yeah, you're right. You know, I've long thought that it's not good to have all your eggs in one basket and um, selling direct, that's a trend that everybody is saying in the indie publishing world is going to take off. I mean, they've been saying it for a while, let's be honest, but um, I know that uh, my pay hip store after Kindle and Apple is my third biggest seller so uh, of all my vendors so that's pretty big um you know yeah. so it's, it's been worthwhile for me and i did a massive uh, half price no 25 off sale uh there in last month and um I, it was my biggest sale yet so you know i think people are getting a bit more used to buying direct and they want to support you as well direct they know you get a bit more money and if you give them a discount then you know everybody wins yeah
1: and, and i know i'm just tiptoeing into not being so tied in with Amazon but it's a it's a change for me and it's something I've been not wanting to do so but I finally finally did it so again a weakness being in KU but also trying to address it and turn it into a strength so trying to be flexible nimble nimble
0: Ooh, nimble you
1: yes yes everyone when they when they see me like dance and everything they're like wow she's really nimble
0: she's nimble
1: <laughs> she doesn't look like Herman Munster at all <laughs> So, um, another weakness that I'm trying to overcome now with the Kindle Unlimited weakness, I actually have steps in place. This next one, um, I'm still in the, still in the research phase, but it's translations. I haven't, I've been wanting to get into translations, but I haven't tackled it yet because I am very hesitant as we all know, I'm hesitant to hit that publish button for an English book when I know I can read all the words. So I would like to find a company to work with to help me with the translations because I, I don't know if I'd ever hit that publish button if it's like a German translation and I can't read the words on my KDP dash. I just don't know if I'll do it.
0: <laughs> just go for the biggest one. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, but it's something that um, I'm putting on my goal list that probably won't be solved in 2022, but right now I'm hoping by 2023, I have some bigger news on the translation front, but I'm doing some, I'm reaching out to people and everything. So it's something I want to correct. My next one is kind of a mixed bag. It's like good and bad. <laughs> um, I spent last year updating my back matter. So uh, in the back matter of your book, whatever you publish, you want to have like at the end of your book, like you have the bio and you, and you have um, your newsletter page and everything. And I also added uh, a sample of a previous published book to, you know, say, hey, you know, especially like the um, the setup, which is a uh, an American in London. After I wrote, uh, after I published the date and the proposal, I can direct all those stories back and be like, if you're not ready to leave London yet here, keep reading the sample. And I noticed when I started doing that, the sales for the books I was pitching in a new release also went up. Not as dramatically as the new release, but it was a significant boost. Mm -hmm. So I started updating all my back matter. But here's the problem with the back matter, especially since I publish a lot. um, It's kind of like when you finish painting the Golden Gate Bridge, you get to one end and you automatically have to start painting it going back. So it's one of those projects that's never ending. And I was like, I had a book on sale for the $0.99 sale, and it wasn't. Now, I organized this sale. I knew the dates. You you knew
0: it was coming, right?
1: I knew it was coming. (laughs) I organized it. It wasn't until the morning of the sale I was like, oh, fuck, did I update my back matter? (laughs) And I had not. It was a missed opportunity.
0: So... Uh... If it makes you feel any better, I don't think I did with mine either. But I think that was the London series. I think I did it after Big London Dream. So it got updated last year. So it's near as damn it. That's, yeah. that's almost yeah, it new. Was,
1: it was updated kind of enough, but not as much as it should have been. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's one of those things It's hard to stay on top of. But, like, like you know, just do a little bit at a time. So so that was, that was a weakness. And I obviously failed recently on that front. And also, another one of my big weaknesses, while I have IHL, which is a website that does really well on the social media front, my author social media... It's a big fail, Claire. It's a big-ass fail. (laughs) I am not good with social media for my author account. Part of the reason is I don't like social media. (laughs) But... I also know I need to get over that and start doing social media not just for IHL I need to do social media for the TBM brand so that is also another thing I need to like with translations, I need to figure out a plan and just press forward so when you ask this question after I got over the what the fuck are you talking about Claire I have no idea what you're talking about those are the things that came to my mind so, I have goods, I have bads, and I have some. Eh, okay, <laughs> eh, I could do better. How about you? Are you a good publisher?
0: Well, I think it's probably the same as you. I've got goods, I've got bads, and I've got some. Eh, eh,
1: eh. Was that about right? You did the sound effect better. <laughs> wow! I should have tapped you for my sound effect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something that it's 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 in a constant state of could do better, really, isn't it? Um, all over the all over the shop, but you just do the best you can. So um, every day, I try to do something towards my author business and towards my author, uh, I suppose, writing the books and to the business of books. Um, you know, I'm not one of those people who breaks their day up into in the morning I do writing and in the afternoon I do the business. No, that's not what I do. But you know, everything else bar writing is is um, the at the actual writing of the book is you being a publisher whether you know that or not so um as you said yeah just it's it's things like making sure you've got your books in all formats possible which we covered in the paper in um, why you should do print but you know ebook paperback and, uh, the bare minimum audio if you can afford it and've got the time the things that i i sort of wanted to highlight i suppose because you you've You've highlighted uh, quite a few, I was going to say, like um, social media, blogging, back matter. Yes, back matter is a constant battle, constant battle. (laughs) And you're never going to win it, so just accept that.
1: (laughs) It's so hard to keep up. Yeah. It's so hard. And, like, when I do a sale, like, I I know you recently had a um, book book that did really well. Mm. Did you update your back matter before that? No. (laughs) I've done that too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even occur to me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: because <laughs> um I, I i didn't know i didn't open that uh BookBub email the day before but when i saw your book at the number one chart i was like oh claire must have had a bookbub yesterday and of course i opened it an email I'm like yep there it is <laughs> yeah. usually i would try if i had a bookbub to update the back matter but sometimes it? you forget though
0: no i don't think i've really done it that much so before so i'm learning something from this podcast update your back matter before a bookbub claire stupid
1: do you do a sample chapter in the back like the first chapter of another book
0: it turns out I'm a terrible publisher, TB. No, that's
1: not, that's not true, that's not true. <laughs> but, um, but I am I, surprised. I, I tested it last year, and it really does help. Like, I could see the lines going up.
0: Right. Um, I must caveat that. I, I thought you meant just for before you say I do, which is the one I had the bub on. Um, yes, I do do sample chapters when, in series. So in every one of my London books, you get the first chapter of the next book in the back. Um, I know that annoys some readers, it sometimes annoys me because you think you've got 10% left on the book and then no, the book stops and then you've got the next one, but um, I think for me, it works for me when I'm a reader, so that was my logic. So I think I do it for my series, I don't do it for my uh, standalones. Maybe Do you do it for everything?
1: I do it for the standalones mm-hmm. and the series okay. and the standalones, um, it
0: it it works, okay. yeah good to know there you go live live publisher workshop here we are are you a good publisher um so i would say the things uh, apart from those things like you said i um translations i think i am also doing a bit of research on who else i can translate with i work with a german publisher and a brazilian publisher and i and i would like to get more so i think that that's a good you know that's an example of going um, above and beyond the normal things that you have to do if you've got books out, like getting them out, get, doing the back matter, doing the social media, like what's the next stage? And I suppose it's things like setting up your Payhip store is a really good example of setting up a direct store. Um, other, other direct uh, sales options are available, but um, Payhip's pretty simple because it covers, or does all the tax for you and everything. Similarly to uh, what I said, you know, I did my biggest ever uh, sales sale in February, um, direct sale. So that really worked well and that sort of encourages people to buy direct but it's also a way that I am being a good publisher for myself. Also getting uh, getting a book featured deal. Again it's just promoting uh, visibility on your books. So it's all about doing sales and promos um, and just thinking about different ways you can get your books out there more. So translations is another way and also getting them out into bookshops. Um, I think I'm more I think I've done this a bit more than you I think probably I don't chase down bookshops anymore I used to when I first started but it's just not it's not profitable Um, and I actually uh, had a a contact from somebody in the Middle East and they wanted to buy 20 copies of change of heart but they wanted a 70% discount now uh, I, I would be running a loss because <laughs> print on demand is probably about i don't know what is it, about 40 percent probably discounts that you get maybe slightly less than that but anyway basically bookshops will always want at least 45 percent discount in my experience so for 40 45 40 of it is being eaten up by your print costs so you only get like a 10 15 profit on top now they wanted 70 percent so i'd be running a loss so i said no and then they came down a little bit but it still wasn't down enough and i think in my old in my beginning days of being my own publisher i would have maybe tried to make that work work or i might have eaten the cost uh, and said yes just to get my books out there but now i'm looking at it with, with more of a business head on and thinking well no if it's not profitable for me I'm not doing it and that's the sort of mindset you have to be in to be a good publisher you have to come out with the emotional more emotional sort of I suppose uh side of things in being an author and thinking wow I can get my books into the middle east and then also think is this going to make a difference is it going to work is it going to make profit yeah
1: 70 percent. That, that is a steep one it is <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. That
0: number out. Yeah. We really need seventy percent discount and I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's not gonna work. And then they came down, okay, sixty percent, yeah, that's still not gonna work. But it is all these other things that you don't think about uh when you become an independent publisher. But when you start, you are setting up your own business. So think about it. You, don't, you can write the best book there is, but if you're not a good publisher, you can't get it out there, you can't get it in front of people's eyeballs and into their hands and into their Kindles and other e-reading devices are available onto their phones, then you're not going to be as successful as you could be. Uh, and changing yes. my company name, that's another thing. It's That's being a publisher, right? It's it's
1: yeah. 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 I mean, there's so many things like you don't even consider when you first do it. And then you just, you kind of learn a lot of it as you go. Because yeah. like, way back in 2013 when I first uploaded a woman lost like I just uploaded the ebook because at the time like everyone was just doing ebooks and then print became a thing then I started adding print and then audio became a thing so I started adding audio and now pay hip stores are becoming more prevalent and the more authors you do I mean you don't have to roll your book out of KU permanently like you can do it like I am where you do it for a short amount of time a couple times a year um you're still getting it to other authors but um the more people, the more customers are, who get used to buying from Payhip helps in the long run because you're creating habits. Yeah. So, and that's why a lot of authors uh, want more authors to get involved in Payhip. Now, with your Payhip store, do you also sell your audiobooks on Payhip?
0: So, no, uh, I, I haven't. I only sell ebooks. Doing my own direct audio is something I need to do this year. So, again, that's another thing I need to do to be a better publisher. Um, but, you you also have to remember that there's only one EV, so you know don't push yourself (laughs) or or even if you've got people you get people working for you i suppose uh you could do that you could hire somebody to help you out but you have
1: to pay them for all of this you You gotta you gotta budget how much you can do at a time because i can't get my uh assistant to do everything i can't get her to do all the things at once (laughs) no
0: uh and i know now that Payhip does also do print uh Books. So I haven't done that yet. So uh, that's another thing I need to look into. But it's it's down the list for the year. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't done that.
1: So you would do print through Ingram, Amazon, and Payhip? Yeah. Oh, look at you.
0: Yeah, I'm a print mogul.
1: I have not done that yet. I mm. haven't mastered the whole Ingram
0: well, you know, you know. I think I talked about it on the print episode, so go yeah. back and have a have a have a listen to that if you want yeah. to know more. But I, I will say one thing that I I know, and I'm sure that this work possibly works for audios. Well, I'd, I'm not sure, um, but the print books that are just Ku, so they don't get the exposure of e-books across all the other platforms. Um, they the print books don't sell as well on Ingram. Like they hardly sell. They have a, a little flurry at first, then they don't really sell anything. Whereas the print book, uh, the e-books. The equivalent ebooks that are wide, the print books sell a lot more via Ingram. You know that's just something to be aware of as well.
1: You gotta, you gotta play a lot of games. You gotta be able to logic things out when you're deciding what you want to do. Yeah. Logic things out. That's the official phrase. There you to go. The dictionary.
0: <laughs> that, that's that's the title of uh, the email for this episode all right we're going to wrap it up um so uh, we hope you enjoyed that and are you a good publisher uh, what, are there some things that you you hadn't thought of that we've highlighted here or are there other things that we missed out that you think should be uh, highlighted i'm just using the word highlight a lot let or, us know go on
1: or are you curious about something we've mentioned if you want us to expand on it yes do
0: do let us know uh, comment on the website uh lesbians you write.com email us lesbians who write at gmail.com facebook us twitter us at les who write and instagram me at claire Fick. also we'd like to do another ask us anything episode so please do write in and comment and we'll do it a few down the line we'll give you a few weeks to get your questions in so get your questions in and we'll do rapid fire and we will answer all your burning questions
1: I hope they don't hurt, though. Mm. I mean, when you say burning, I just get a bad image.
0: No, they're not like cystitis, TB. It's not going to happen. Yes, ask us anything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and next time around, um, we're not sure what we're going to be talking about because we haven't discussed it yet, but it'll be great.
1: So, oh, it's going to be fab. Yeah. Have we had a boring
0: conversation? No, God, no. no and no. also, can I just say again, well done, 150 episodes, toot, toot.
1: Yes, absolutely. Who would have thought you would have... Hung in there that long
0: with me. I know. All right. Until next time, everyone. Stay safe. Keep writing.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at LesWhoWrite or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.